This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Good morning, Oregon. It's Friday, March 5th. This is Elliot Noose with your news briefing from The Oregonian and Oregon Live. Four Oregon hotels will pay more than $100,000 in penalties and reimburse at least 100 customers to settle allegations of price gouging during last September's wildfires. The fires burned more than 1 million acres and forced thousands of Oregonians from their homes, many of whom fled to hotels that had been nearly empty because of the pandemic. Some people reported sharply higher hotel prices, though, and Governor Kate Brown issued a directive to crack down on price gouging. Attorney General Ellen Rosenblum announced the settlements Thursday. They involve the Capitol Inn and Suites in Salem, Le Chateau Inn in Florence, Roadway Inn, Willamette River in Corvallis, and Days Inn in Roseburg. Oregon continues investigating other wildfire price gouging allegations, according to the Justice Department. It's also looking into hotel price gouging allegations during last month's ice storm. Portland City Commissioner Joanne Hardesty on Thursday denounced a report to police that falsely identified her as a driver in a minor hit-and-run crash the day before. A driver told police that her car had been rear-ended in southeast Portland and that the other car left the scene without exchanging information as required by law. The driver contacted police about the collision after returning home several hours later, and she identified Hardesty as the motorist who hit her while driving a tan four-door sedan, according to a computer dispatch report. In a call with reporters, Hardesty said the account spread by right-wing websites and social media groups was false and that her car was in fact inoperative. These allegations are false. And to be frank, these allegations are very suspicious. Police later confirmed they had eliminated Hardesty as a suspect in the incident. Oregon Governor Kate Brown on Thursday said she will not restore business prohibitions or restrictions on indoor dining, recreation, or exercise activities next week in counties that see a resurgence of significant coronavirus spread. Instead, they'll get a two-week reprieve to get cases back under control. That's to spare businesses that might have recently reopened from abruptly having to shut back down, Brown said. New numbers expected Tuesday could have flipped some counties into a higher risk tier, forcing them to backtrack. Brown's announcement comes as case rates across the state continue to be at their lowest levels since last fall, and officials are making progress toward vaccinating senior citizens. If online job boards are to be believed, there's a tech boom underway in an unincorporated community in rural Coos County, Oregon. Job postings ostensibly based in tiny remote Oregon have surged during the pandemic. That's, of course, as companies across the country have embraced remote work. That's remote, as in you can work from anywhere. Websites appear to have taken that to mean the Oregon hamlet. Remote Oregon, situated about 40 miles southwest of Roseburg, lives up to the name. It boasts a shuttered post office, a covered bridge, and a population too small for the U.S. Census Bureau to count. Thanks for listening. Find more news at OregonLive.com and learn how you can support our journalism at OregonLive.com slash pod support.